The Renewal Singers and Diet Peters welcome you to What's New. We continue today in Matthew chapter 27, moving on to verses 62 through 66. On our previous study, our focus was on the burial of Jesus and on the two men, Joseph and Nicodemus, who lovingly prepared and buried his body. Matthew states that the body of Jesus was placed in a new tomb that Joseph had prepared for himself. He then rolled a great stone in the door of the tomb and left. Now, in today's verses, we see the chief priests and Pharisees going to Pilate and asking him to secure the tomb so that the disciples of Jesus can't remove his body. Pilate gives them permission to go ahead and secure the tomb as best they can. Now, here are verses 62 through 66, and Matthew writes, The next day, at the close of the first day of the Passover ceremony, the chief priests and Pharisees went to Pilate and told him, Sir, that liar once said, After three days I will come back to life again. So we request an order from you sealing the tomb until the three days to prevent his disciples from coming and stealing his body and then telling everyone that he came back to life. If that happens, we'll be worse off than we were at first. Use your own temple police, Pilate told them. They can guard it safe enough. So they sealed the tomb and posted guards to protect it from intrusion.
the zeal of the enemy actually helps to confirm the resurrection of Jesus. Had they just left the tomb as it was, their later explanation for the empty tomb might have been believed. But when you have a tomb that is sealed and guarded around the clock, their claim that the disciples stole away the body of Jesus sounds a bit silly. The enemy of Jesus went to a lot of trouble to secure his tomb, and that fact furnishes a marvelous confirmation of his resurrection. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Joseph and Nicodemus, both members of the Jewish Sanhedrin, and both believers in Christ the Messiah, took the body of Jesus from the cross and placed it in a new, unused tomb nearby, which had been purchased by Joseph. The time must have been close to six in the evening, shortly before the beginning of the Jewish Sabbath. Joseph had received permission from Pilate to remove the body of the Lord. Pilate seemed to be surprised that Jesus was already dead. So after anointing Jesus' body and wrapping it up, Nicodemus and Joseph placed it on a ledge in this cave hewn out of rock. Then they rolled a stone in front of the entrance. It's not certain exactly what type of tomb was used for Jesus' burial. Some tombs or burial caves had several rooms. Perhaps this one had an opening into the rock with a short passage and a larger room to deposit the body. Sometimes a stone was wedged into the door of this larger room. Then at the first entrance, a channel was cut into the rock just below the opening. It was cut at a slight incline in one direction from the opening. A round stone cut like a wheel was placed inside the channel and rolled down to cover the entrance. To open the entrance, the stone would have to be rolled upward along the channel, making it more difficult to open. After all was done, Joseph and Nicodemus and their helpers, if any, left. So the stone was in place. Later the grave was sealed and guarded at the instruction of the leaders, so that no one would come and steal his body. I'll come back to this in a moment. Apparently it was feared that his disciples would steal his body and claim that he had been raised. This was to be avoided at all cost. Evidently, some of the women watched as Joseph and Nicodemus carried out the burial. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there across from the tomb. Matthew writes in verse 55 of chapter 27 that among the women at the cross were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Where were the male disciples? They had all fled. The devotion of these women is seen in the fact that they were last at the cross, last at the tomb when he was buried, and they were first at the tomb after he was raised. Finally, of course, the women left the tomb after Joseph and Nicodemus had completed their service to the Lord. Now it's the next day, Matthew writes. The next day, the day after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days I will rise again. 
So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting a guard. Matthew 27, 62-66 The chief priests were concerned that the disciples might take the body of Jesus and proclaim the resurrection. They remembered that Jesus had predicted that he would arise in three days. They obviously didn't believe Jesus, that he really would rise, but they feared the disciples, that they would take the body and fabricate the resurrection. Perhaps they might even suspect that Joseph and Nicodemus might remove Jesus' body from the tomb and deliver him to the disciples. These chief priests and Pharisees feared that such a deception might succeed. This would be worse than the former deception, which they believed to be the self-proclaimed identity that Jesus was the Messiah. Many had believed that claim, and if this second deception could be successfully pulled off, then many more might believe it, and that would be disastrous. Pilate's reaction is interesting. He almost makes fun of their fears. They were afraid of Jesus in life, and they are still afraid of him in death. But he gives his permission so the grave is sealed, evidently with cord and wax that is stamped with the official seal. They also post a guard, whether a Roman guard or the Jewish temple guard isn't stated, and it really doesn't matter. The point is that the tomb was secured. No one could get in to steal the body. After three days, of course, the guard could be removed, since there would be no point in keeping the tomb secured any longer than that. These religious leaders did not believe that Jesus would rise, but they feared the disciples. That Sabbath must have been a weird day for the disciples and the other followers of Jesus. Surely some of them must have struggled with the attempt to integrate Jesus' dying and resurrection with their conception of a ruling Messiah. They wanted to believe in Jesus, but they didn't know how everything fit together. They reasoned, but reasoned faith has its struggles. They didn't have all the facts yet. It isn't always possible to integrate what we think needs to be integrated, but that's the way it is. From our vantage point now, Jesus coming as Savior and his second coming as ruler integrates perfectly but his disciples didn't have our advantage. God doesn't expect us to have blind faith. Proper faith is always reasonable and properly understood, rational, only if we trust him. Messiah has come, and he has conquered every enemy. Let the lions roar, let the eagles soar, let the 